Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, and welcome to another episode of A Sound Heart Radio. Tonight, I'm going to be discussing faith, theater of the absurd, and arrogant self-contradiction. So, the Bible tells us that, it tells us in Hebrews 11.1, that, quote, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, unquote. So the focus of the writer to the book of, of the book of Hebrews is in this particular instance is on persevering faith or faith that perseveres under pressure. Now this is not intellectual faith. This is faith that has been tried and tested through experiential awareness of those who have remained faithful under testing. These are believing ones who will grow up in, in Christ. They, through pressure, through persecution, the word persecution means to pursue, uh, they are being matured because in this process, God removes from our purview, God removes our crutches, the things we depend upon. God removes from us uh, those things that we heretofore have depended upon to see us through life. Because what God wants to do is to grow us up in Christ so that we will look away from ourselves, so that we will look away from the things around us, so that we will hear uh, and see what is going on in the cosmic system and know that this is not the end. And I say that because there are many prognostications about the collapse or the engineered collapse of our culture, the engineered collapse of the financial system, and bringing uh, humanity into what has been called the Great Reset, wherein absolute control will be had by the elites over the lives of the many. So the few will absolutely control the many. Now, if you have any experience or if you've read recent history, you will know that there, uh, they are, these plans have been going on for a long time, let us say. And so, but what I, I don't want believers to be frustrated by thinking, use of my faith, 
if things are going to fall apart. Or as the psalmist stated, if the foundations be removed, what can the righteous do? And the answer is to build, build by faith. So the word faith or pistis in the New Testament is a noun of action. The word love or agape in John 3.16 and other passages is also a noun of action. Faith is a noun of action. Love is also a noun of action. And caris or grace, C-H-A-R-I-S, is also a noun of action. So these words with their their poignant and pregnant meaning conveys to the believer an extraordinary truth or several extraordinary truths about who he or she is what he or she possesses in Christ. If anyone in Christ, he is new creation, a brand new creation. Old things, and in Greek it means old worn out things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new or fresh to remain so. This is what the believer has. Now, the propagandists want the average individual, to believe only in the theater of the absurd. So, and I just Googled this. I have uh, some books on the theater of the absurd in my library. But this is, I just Googled this, and I'm going to read uh, this definition to you. Quote, the theater of the absurd strives to express its sense of the senselessness of the human condition. And the inadequacy of the rational approach by the open abandonment of rational devices and discursive thought. This attribute of absurdity was not accepted by many of the playwrights associated with this trend, unquote. And here's another one, quote, a form of drama that emphasizes the absurdity of human existence by employing disjointed, repetitious, and meaningless dialogue, purposeless, and confusing confusing situations, and plots that lack realistic or logical development. It was created after World War II and highlighted how precarious human life is, unquote. So, but what I want you to understand about the theater of the absurd is that in attempting to convince the masses that their lives are meaningless and absurd and disjointed and purposeless because the writers are human they have to trick themselves into believing that they are somehow performing uh, intellectual gymnastics with writing the play, having a plot that purposely speaks about the disjointed, having a plot that purposely speaks about what is meaningless, having uh, plays that that purposely speak about the absurd. In other words, man cannot get away from who and what he is. 
so, and one Christian theologian, Francis Schaeffer, called this, calls this the mannishness of man, the mannishness of man. And so uh, here's this, the arrogant self-contradiction. I can speak about the absurd and write about the absurd uh, with the greatest syntax and the greatest purpose because I want to communicate to others a meaningless message. But I want to do this on purpose. So man cannot stop being man in order to communicate the absurd. And so here is the arrogance of man who does not or refuses to acknowledge that God is God. On the other hand, those who believe God, those who have been saved through the Son of God, Jesus Christ, those who have come to Christ and received God's salvation by faith through grace in Jesus Christ, have a new reality. And so this is what faith does. Faith allows us to see beyond contradiction. Faith allows us to see beyond the theater of the absurd. That is the engineered theater of the absurd. We will burn buildings. We will stop people in their cars with weapons pointed at them. We will defecate and uh, bag our, our bag it up and toss it at people. We will spit at people. We will uh, put urine, human, human urine in bottles and toss it at people. We will say things that are harrowing in order to hurt and wound others. But what these people don't understand is that in spite of what they're doing, there are certain words in the Hebrew Old Testament that shows that Whatever that whatever people do, they will receive the consequences of their actions. There are actions that bespeak destiny. And this type of thinking has been erased from the consciousness of most people. And it is unfortunate that this has, this has happened because the Bible tells us that life and death is in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat the fruit thereof. The Bible also tells us that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. So if you would read carefully Romans chapter 1, Paul talks about the Roman Empire and the way these people behave. And we read that God gave them up to what they wanted to do. God gave them up. God gave them up. They didn't want to receive the knowledge of God, so God gave them up to what they wanted. We see the same thing in the Old Testament. God allowed his people to be punished under the Assyrians and under the Babylonians. God allowed his people to be punished under these nations because they walked away from him because they wanted to practice idolatry. And they had an existing covenant relationship with God. 
a covenant that cannot be abrogated or set aside. So this is the is this is what happens uh, to believers when they reject God. They go under divine discipline. I didn't say they go to hell, but they undergo divine discipline. Believers who are tested and who persevere grow up in Christ. Their faith grows. Their testing proves that they are maturing, and God prunes them so that they will bring forth more fruit. I want you not to listen to the absurdist. I want you not to listen to the social engineers who tell you that everything is collapsing, that uh, we live in a fictional reality, that we live in a simulation, that uh, there is no God, that the only reality is the here and now is the immediate present. And so they seek to make, they want people to become ah historical. And so don't get me wrong, their propaganda works on a great many people. And they measure the effectiveness of their propaganda and, and, their, and how it abuses others and brings them under uh, the control of these people. Now, God's message to you and I as believing ones is to walk by faith and not by sight. This is 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse, uh, chapter 4, verse 17, quote, For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we, verse 18, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. May God bless you, and may your faith be renewed in the Son of God who loved you and gave himself for you. Good evening. My name is Dr. Josiah Rich, and God bless you.